0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play
2: for free right
0: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello, hockey world. It's Saturday. That's right. We're doing a show on Saturday. It's Saturday, June 17th, 2017. I'm Michael Agello, And I'm Dan Petru. And I'm Eklund. You're watching a special edition of the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that normally comes to you Monday through Friday at this time. Depending on the comings, goings in the hockey world, but today we're going to do the comings and lots of goings, apparently, in the hockey world, to talk about trades. And we already have a trade that just happened right now. Um, the, the, the 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 gist of it, I know, I know, um, Chad Johnson and a draft pick. they and, and a prospect, there was a prospect. In the a ball. prospect, okay. Hickey, picky, yes, and a conditional pick, to Arizona. That's what it is. Have gone for uh, Smith uh, and twenty five percent of. The Smith's contract, Mike Smith's contract is going to stay in Arizona. This means that Calgary's got their goalie, which was something that we were, was very interesting. Um, that's just the one trade. But then the other trade that happened right before that, which has really got everybody thinking now, is um, the Montreal trade. Mike, why don't you give everybody that one?
0: Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens apparently are allergic to any defenseman who is under the age of 30 because they've traded Nathan Beaulieu, to the buffalo sabers so they traded him inside their own division for a 2017 third round draft pick i mean bully is right. 20 24 years old he is he is a good defenseman i mean he hasn't lived up to the expectations that montreal had for him but he i think he is a good defenseman and he 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 did not play well for tarian he was uh he he was not utilized by claude julian last year and in terms of the whole protection thing it may have looked like you know he might not have been protected so they get something for him but on top of the deal that they made for druan now you've traded a 19 year old in sergachev a 24 year old in bulio uh, even if you f- flip gelchenyuk for a defense, for a defenseman like a Brodeen or as you reported back, uh, on your blog, uh, for or, or on 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 Twitter, for a Hamannik, yeah, their defense hasn't gotten better. And I think it's gotten overall depth wise and everything else. I think it's gotten worse. And I, I don't see where. And they didn't add a number one center or a right. center. So I, I don't know what's going on here. What do you think, Dan?
1: Well, I think the Canadians made all these moves, and I don't know if they addressed any needs. They still need a couple defensemen. Uh, they still need the first line center, which they're not going to find. I, I I don't know how they're going to get a first line center. At worst, they're going to have to sign a guy like Martin Hansel or Les Hemsky on July first. They're going to need to get a couple centers in there. They only need just one center. They need like two, maybe maybe three. I just if you're if you're yeah. Carey Price, I'm not running up to get a new contract. Well, okay, this is this this is the thing,
0: and I, I'm I'm yeah. not saying, and I'm only bringing this up because you're on the show, but. July 1st, you know, the whole talk about Tavares signing an extension. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that doesn't happen, obviously then it's going to blow up like Stamkos blew up the year before he, he was going to become a free agent. If Montreal had any interest whatsoever and, you know, had any kind of aims to try to get John Tavares and talk trade with the Islanders, the first name out of Snow's mouth would have been Sergachev. Absolutely. Yeah. So him, him trading his best negotiating piece, his best chip, mm-hmm. to me,
2: and not getting a number one center is lunacy. Yeah. Another, speaking of all this, okay, I just got a text from a friend who said um, he's hearing Anisimov possibly heading to Montreal. Okay. All right, so that's – Still don't have a first-line center, but yeah, that's better. He's a,
0: he's, a num- he's a number two center. A nice two. Yeah. He's a number two center who played with first-line wingers. On any other team, he played with he played with Kane right. and he played with Panarin. Right. And his history with the Rangers and if, if Russ was here, yeah, he would talk about this. He's a big center, but his history has been he, having injuries. He's had he's been injury prone. So okay,
1: he's a center. Is he a number one center? No. Is he a number two? Okay, maybe. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'll be playing. He'll, he'll be playing with some talented wingers. Not not the yeah. level of what you have in Chicago, but good good wingers. Right, and we don't know, and what we, we don't know, are they giving up Galchenyuk for for Anisimov? I don't think so, because isn't is Galchenyuk an RFA? Is he is he an RFA? RFA. Yeah, Chicago can't can't negotiate. He is probably not going to want to go down that road when they're up against the cap. Right, exactly.
0: So that might be a salary dump on the on the part of you know, because we've been hearing about the Marcus Kruger stuff going to Vegas. Um, you know, there's been talk about them. I mean, I, I know that last week, Dan, there was a lot of talk coming out of Chicago, that they were going to trade a core player, and everybody assumed it's not going to be Taves, it's not going to be Kane, it's going to be one of the defensemen.
1: Right. I don't consider Anisimov a core player. He's a top six forward, but he's not a core player. No, right. he's, he's not. He's, he's, good. he's a good second or maybe a third-line center. I think he's better than a third-line center. He's probably a tweener. He's a good second-line center. If you put some good wingers around him, he'll be productive. He is good in his own end but you know he, he has shown an inability to play 82 games um, there's definitely some risk there there's risk with the Drew and deal i mean you gave up your your best prospect you didn't solve a need you got a very talented player who's had one good season uh, yeah. and you gave him a ton of money so
0: <laughs> right. i right i don't know right, right. no right here you go. Darren Darren Dragers just, just posted. Despite uh, Chad Johnson's inclusion in the in the Mike Smith trade, I'm told Arizona is still in the market for a starting goaltender. You just traded one. Now, you know, okay. Um well,
2: got to get goalie back.
0: Right. Well, they I mean, okay, Louis so, so Louis Domingue is not in their mind as a starting goaltender. Does that mean that Steve Mason is going to is going to Arizona because right now it's musical chairs and other than Marc-André Fleury, Steve Mason is one of the lone guys out there.
1: Right. right. Yeah, there's not much out there. I mean, well, Halak is available, I guess, if you, if you want to take him for a year. Well, here's the thing on that, that,
2: that, with Johnson that I'm hurting, I guess. This, you just you I'm not following Twitter. I've got my texting up here, so you can tell me what sure. you mentioned on Twitter. Sure. Um, I need mean, texting via – I love Mac texting via my computer. Um, <laughs> so the Johnson thing has to do with them needing to protect a goalie, right? So that's what that, that's – Chad Johnson, they need to protect a goalie. So that's why Arizona picked him up.
0: Well, they're saying they're going saying to they're protect the main. That's what they're saying.
2: That's okay. It. So
0: they protect the If they protect the Ming, they have to expose a goaltender. That's that, You know, but the thing is that Chad Johnson's a UFA, so you can't expose him. You have to expose a goaltender who is signed or is an RFA that you qualified. So I I don't know if they have somebody in their chain right now, and if they don't, they better operate pretty quickly here yeah. because yeah. they they have to they have to have a goaltender to expose. Otherwise, they I think they would be penalized by the NHL. And I'm just looking right now to see. Um, yeah, Dominguez is under contract, um, yeah, they have a, they have a, fr- a free agent goaltender that uh, they signed, uh, or a prospect goaltender, Hunter Miska, I mean, if they, I guess they would qualify if, uh, that would
2: qualify since he's under contract. Does he qualify for protection, though? So not sure. Could could, could Hamannick be going for Galchenyuk? That's the big question that I have now. A couple of people texted me that. Um. It should, I mean, if it's if that's a straight-up deal, it should have
1: been done already. Honestly, that's a, that's a trade that helps the Islanders instantly. I, I mean, I've spoke yeah. about it at length. You can put, you know, hey, you know, Galchenyuk wants to be a center, right? He thinks he's a center. Okay, you have the opening job as second-line center. Here's a chance for you to be a second-line center. And here's where it really works because if that doesn't work, if that doesn't work out, you, you can you can flip Galchenyuk to play with Tavares in the first line, and then if Barzell will have time to ease into the league, you right. can move Barzell into the second-line center. It's a win-win for Garth. And if he's value, – what is he setting the value at Hamnick? Has he watched Hamnick play the last two and a half years? If someone's willing to give you a 23-year-old young yeah. forward who has scored 20-plus goals in this league, yeah, he but should be pro- running to it. Yeah, but the problem is that the team trading him,
0: Dan, is devaluing Galchenyuk.
1: I mean, right, they're right. they're
0: basi- they're basically saying, okay, he scored thirty goals, but after drafting him third overall five years ago, we don't believe that he was that he can play the position that he was drafted for.
2: He's done more than Drew and Addison's being drafted. No matter here, guys, if the the Montreal Canadiens have to sign Radula by three o'clock, correct? Yes. This is like this is the other thing that's going on. If they don't sign Radula by three o'clock, he then has to he then becomes possibly a UFA. I mean, yeah, Vegas can. Tender an offer to him, right? That's well, the I mean, yeah. Vegas, Vegas can, but I think well, Vegas is the only team that can, right? But Vegas will probably. I mean, you know, they'll they'll, they'll table
0: an offer to him. But I, honestly, I don't think Radulov. This this is the thing. There has been speculation that Radulov, and it, it, this has been reported, that Radulov and the Canadians have an agreement in principle, and that he's then he was holding on to not signing it because of an impending divorce. I don't know. I you know I have no proof one whatsoever if that's true or not. It's just been out there sort of in the ether. But yeah. if that's the case, you know then then this is all just like I mean Vegas could waste their expansion pick on him. And if he's going to sign with Montreal, I mean I'm sure people in the know know if that's true or not. But thing is, if that's not true and he and, and Montreal is not going to offer him you know significant money to sign a long term deal, there's a lot of teams that'll be
2: interested in Radulov. A lot. Yeah, I mean, but he wants a ton, so right, you know that that's to me that's that's a tough one because of the fact that he's has had a great year, but he, he also fits in Montreal really well. I mean, I wouldn't touch him with a ten for personally. Like, just I, I, if I was, you know, he like seems like a bad contract waiting to be signed. You know, I think you have to
1: keep him uh-huh. to one or two year deals. You have to keep him motivated. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't That'd give him a
2: four year deal at
1: all. I, mean, I mean, that, that that's the thing. I mean, and I've heard this comparison before.
0: With Alex Radulov, he had a really good year last year. You sort of get a whiff of Alexander Semen, and it's not just the Russian thing; it's the one or two-year contract thing, the motivational thing. Well, then Thomas Vanek, the same way, right? Then you then you give them the big set, the big five-year, thirty-five million-dollar contract like Carolina did, and then they found out it was Alexander Semen. So I mean, maybe Montreal wants to get him on a on a short-term deal. Maybe they're waiting to see if they can move a placanets.
2: Who's making San Jose sense. might have made a big trade. I'm trying to check, crack it down right now, but
1: who's that? I heard some rumblings yeah. about Hurdle.
2: This, San Jose this morning. Yeah, well, I'm trying to check what San Jose's doing here.
0: I know there. There. Okay, there were reports during the week that they were very close to signing an extension with Vlasic. Um, yeah. If that's the case, then maybe a guy like Paul Martin gets moved because Paul Martin had another two or three years left. And at this point, this is like you know he's still he's still a good defenseman, but he's a little long in the tooth. Martin's got another two years at a little less than five million bucks. And okay, I, I'm I'm just going to extrapolate from that. If it's Paul yeah. Martin and they and it's two years, watch out for the Maple Leafs. Paul Martin played for Lou Lamorello in New Jersey.
2: Right. That's true. That's true. He did. He did. Um, hmm. Wow. Yeah, I heard some rumblings that Hurdle might be on the tr- on the move. Yeah. Also, I think San Jose likes Galchenyuk, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody likes Galchenyuk, but I talked to somebody there who... Now, the question is also also comes up here is, and does everybody assume Shat and Kirk to the Rangers is a slam dunk? I've heard a couple people tell me now that the Rangers are sort of undecided on that to a degree, that it's not as slam dunk as we're thinking it is, and it's possible, you know, the Montreal could be looking that way. Like, that yeah. could be... I mean every, every every speculation regarding the Rangers
0: about who they want to trade for, who they want to get is they want they want a top pairing D. They want a top pairing D. Well, there's your top pairing D. Maybe maybe that's being leaked out there so that because they want to keep the price down, but I still think they want I still think Shattenkirk wants to go there and I still think they want him, but maybe they're trying to say give us a little bit of a discount here. You know, maybe you know we'll give you we'll give you six years, but we can't do seven million. How about six times six and a half? You know, just give us a little a little wiggle room here, because I don't see them getting a top pairing defenseman in a trade. They're they're not, you know, they're not going to even if they trade Derek Stepan, you're not getting a top pairing defenseman for Derek Stepan. Right. Yeah. By the way, Paul Martin is thirty six years old. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a little bit long in the tooth. He did have twenty six points in eighty one games last year. Uh, he's played well for San Jose uh, for the last couple of years um, and has has experience and like I said did play with Jersey during the Lamorello era so mean for what the Leafs are reportedly looking to do which is they want to go big the next two years before they have to sign Matthews and Marner and Nealand with these big contracts so they have some flexibility you know we're adding a couple veterans uh, like you know like um Martin and like you suggested back in your blog today a Justin yeah. Williams which I, I I've you know that that's something that just makes total total sense yeah it's just Williams go
2: in there Toronto. Too, apparently I know I know people who know Justin Williams pretty well they they he lives near me and um at the where we have the short place that we go to with my in-laws down in Margate so I, I know I've heard lots about Justin Williams in Toronto
0: Right. the the only the only thing that's curious about that is Justin Williams just got U.S. citizenship, so not that that really means anything, he's he's so he'd be I guess he'd be a dual. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that was yeah. You know, the people said, "Well, he obviously doesn't want to go to Toronto because he's becoming a U.S. citizen." Well, not necessarily. It might be. He wants a to text. go play with. He wants to go play with those young players and inflate right. his team Right, Exactly. You know, and the only the only thing that's unknown right now is that Justin Williams is a is a right winger he's been a right winger most of his career the leaps are stacked at right wing so one of one either either they're going to be they would be asking him to move positions to play the left side or they're going to move somebody like a caspery kapanen or a connor brown in a
2: trade yeah yeah uh jeez, hold on um Does look like it really sounds like Elchaninoff's going somewhere, right now? Yeah, before the three o'clock. I mean, it's nothing definite, but mm-hmm. I was just talking to somebody. Who, I just got a text from somebody who knows him well. Pretty well. well he thinks he's going somewhere.
0: Okay. Well, while 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 we're while we're waiting for that to drop, the, the the one thing that came out this morning that's pretty interesting, and we're not going to know the details about this until Thursday is are, is the rumors of this deal between the Blue Jackets and Vegas. Right. Where the Blue Jackets are trading them the 24th overall pick uh they're trade they're, they're getting rid of the last 3 years of David Clarkson's deal which is, you know, I mean, it which is basically for Vegas is a 5.25 million dollar coupon because he's he's not going to play ever again. There's insurance on the contract, so he's just going to eat up cap space. That's fine. But the part of the deal, you know, Columbus is getting protection against them taking Savard and Jack Johnson and other players. But the list of players that Aaron Portsline wrote about in his article that are going to be exposed, these are the guys that I would want Vegas to take in the first place. He's like William Carlson, Matt Calvert, or Ryan Murray.
1: (coughs) I mean, I I, I, – Ryan Murray is still a question mark, though. He's a question mark. He's a question mark, Dan, but okay, he's twenty. If he wasn't drafted second overall, you wouldn't care as much.
0: No, but but he was. And he's got that skill set. And you know what? I mean, okay, it's let's just say it's a roll of the dice that I'm worth that is worth taking. Now he's an RFA after next year. He's probably gonna expect to be paid. I'm sure that factors in. Columbus right now, they've got Warinski, they've got Gabriel Carlson, they've got uh, Seth Jones. So they're loaded with young defensemen. So from the Columbus point of view, getting rid of, getting rid of Clarkson's contract, protecting certain players you want to protect, I understand it. But I would, you know, honestly, if you're a team out there that needs a defenseman, I would I would contact Vegas and say take Ryan Murray and
1: let's talk trade because that's a defenseman I think that there's still something there. I guess the you, what you have to look at is what's more important to the Blue Jackets or, or, or you know getting the getting a well no actually it would be the Vegas getting the draft pick that you can have under control giving you flexibility because there's rumors they're going to get it more than one first round draft pick out of this. So now you wow. have flexibility to move up in the draft. Are you you need prospects. You need to build a farm system. You need to sure. build a, a, a group of prospects. So if I can get three or four number one out picks out of this, regardless of how good this draft is or not, I'm
0: gonna mm-hmm. do it. Well, it's all it's all dependent on the, on how sold Vegas would be on a guy like Murray. If if they think Murray is something still, yeah. After all the injuries, you know, you're well, picking up a team tw- play this year. Let's look it up. Um, yeah, I'm not
1: sure. He, I think he
0: finally made it through almost a,
1: a full season.
0: Yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing, thing is though, thing is though, it's like he's 23, 24 years old. That's that for that team. That's a building block because, um, you know, it's probably going to take him four or five years to be, uh, to be a playoff team and he'll still be around there possibly if, if they do that. But the value to them in terms of flipping him somewhere might be just as good. So, I mean, he played
1: 60, played 60 games this year. Two yeah. goals, nine assists. Year before, eighty-two games, forty-four goals, twenty-one assists. So,
2: you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about about the Islanders' need here. You know, we've talked. Do we about have to, to Shane. See, we have to just briefly because they are definitely involved in what's going on right now. I know. I know. Like, I can tell my, I can tell fans like you and other, not you know, you're a reporter, but a fan as well. Like we all are, which is like you know my biggest, you know. Is when reporters say they aren't fans because we wouldn't be involved with sports if we weren't fans. So, right. think, but the idea here is, um, you know, we've heard Duchesne's name mentioned. We've heard Galchenyuk's name mentioned. Who's the better fit in your mind? I think
1: Galchenyuk might be the better fit. He's younger. He's versatile. Yeah. We know he can play in the wing, and maybe yeah. he can be center. I don't know, but he he gives you versatility. I don't think he he clearly is not going to cost as much. Uh, you can get him under control based on your terms. Uh, I just think there's less risk there. Yeah. I like Matt Duchesne. I just think I tweeted last night that Joe Sakic is treating Matt Duchesne like he's trading Joe Sakic, and he's not doing that. You know, uh, I was told I was told that they don't want Hamannik. I was told that, and I was also told that that they don't think Pulak is experienced enough. Uh, they want someone who has more NHL experience, who's young and under control. So. I so just feel that, like is I, that is that Calvin Dahan? Is that who it I is? Don't, I don't think it is. I think it's someone better than that. I think it's maybe someone like a sphere. I don't know. Just throwing out names there. You know what I mean? Uh, I just think, honestly, at this point, if I'm guard Snow, I'm telling I'm telling uh, Joe Sakic, here is what's available, and I'm am I'm, I'm calling this bluff. I'm walking away from that, and I'm looking for another option. Well, this, how, is how, how, this is ridiculous. This has just gone on
2: way good. too long. It's oh, becoming yeah. Jimmy Vesey. How it out there as well, real quick, because I just heard this too. The don't don't count your chickens in the fact that all this Galchenyuk talk right now isn't part of uh, some kind of ploy to actually sign him. Yeah, you know, like there's, that that also exists in Montreal, where you know Montreal could go and make you say, okay, players love to play in Montreal. They don't want to, no one wants to be traded from the Canadians, really. And you know, so Galchenyuk he's had he's had his ups and downs for sure. If anybody wants to, maybe it would be him because he's definitely been moved around a lot. But really, for the most part, people don't want to be traded from there. So you start to see all this these rumors come up while, meanwhile you are still talking contracts so I mean that's something could, yeah. something could do there.
1: I just think you know I think right now Gard snow's biggest need is a second line center and if uh, if, if I, I think you have to move on from DeShane. I think you have to look at other options and I think Al one of them. I still think Minnesota needs to do something. I would kick the I would call him about Mark uh, Eric Stahl. I would definitely inquire about yeah. Eric Stahl they need to get some money off the cap. he has a really nice contract he had a nice season last year. They have to do something. I, I keep saying the Islanders have to do something. So of course nothing's going to happen today. But <laughs> it's just you know I don't know. Uh, here's the thing: if nothing happens today and Garth has to trade a first over a first round pick to to keep his players from getting taken, I think that's a that's a lose. He should have made a deal so he didn't have to trade the fifteenth overall pick. There's I mean, you know it's not it's not the past couple drafts, but there's still good players that are going to be available at fifteen. Oh
0: okay. yeah. Eck, did you see my note? Uh no. Uh, send Peter
2: an invite. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the the one thing about the Galchenyuk situation that makes me pause when when they're talking about potential contract negotiations and getting him locked up is he's already been on a bridge after the, after his entry level. He scored thirty goals. I would think that the player wants a long term deal wherever he's gonna go. I don't think Montreal's of mindset to sign him to a long term deal because simply. He's gone through two coaches now last year that said he can't play center. And and that's the you know it, it was one thing to say you know he played for Tarion. Tarion didn't think he was defensively responsible enough to play center. They moved him to the wing. Then they fired Tarion. they bring in Claude Julian. He says, "Okay, you're going to play on the number 1 line." It let, the experiment lasted I think 2 games. And then they moved him back to the wing. And then during the playoffs, he played fourth line minutes. That is not a career track that says, oh, we want to sign this guy for five years. That's a career track saying, get the hell out of here. So I, that's why I would hesitate to say contract negotiations because I don't think Montreal wants to sign him to a long term contract.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. <sighs> That's a really that's a big question, you know. Like at first I yeah. – but then when I think about more, I think the more I think about it, um, I don't know. I mean, it's
0: I mean, if if Montreal wants him to sign, wants to sign him to a long term contract, they definitely have leverage. But I don't see from the point of the player him taking. It, oh, let's just let's just say this: if he takes a bridge deal, he's going to take a two year bridge deal and go right to UFA. Because that's that that's his next that's his next path. Twi- and do you think that the Canadians want to lose him at twenty five years old? I think they either want to get the asset that they can get for him, right. or sign him to a long term extension. And if you cho- choose between A or B, I am thinking they're going to trade him rather than sign him to a long term extension.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I would think so. But it's 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 so Montreal's unpredictable. I mean, like this 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 defensive trade we just talked about is. It, it points to something else happening. Now they've now moved a lot of defense out of there, you know, in a short period of time. Right. And you know, Brodeen, it looks like isn't according to I guess Bob McKenzie was telling saying that he's not gonna get traded today. Yeah, everybody right. keeps saying these
1: things aren't gonna happen, but if you
2: logically look at this, you would think in the next
1: half hour something has to happen for quite a few teams in this league.
0: Unless, Dan, well unless what, what they're doing here is they're making their deals with Vegas. Yeah, they're, prote-
2: they're protecting themselves. Minnesota's right? throwing a first-round draft pick out there too. Like, you know, right. and and there are people, and Kevin and I have been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. And I mentioned it, he mentioned it yesterday that people think they could have three or four first-round draft picks. And and I but, saw, I think Pierre LeBrun came out today and say he thinks they could have two or three already. But um,
0: but Minnesota doesn't have a first-round pick because they traded the first-round pick in the Martin Hansel deal.
2: So if they get right. a first-round pick, it might be a
0: 2018 first-round pick.
2: Right. Right, which you know, if you're Minnesota, is a good pick, but you got to think you're a pretty good team. You think you're going to be in there, so it's not going to be right. Like, you think great. hot teens, low twenties. Right, you know now. You know it's not like you know it's not like they're the 76ers who are trading first round. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> as a side, not a basketball person, but I was man. I wish that sometimes the basketball. I wish there were as many interesting trade rumors that happened as there are in the NBA. Holy cow, the NBA's got like. Because Don't worry,
0: it's it's getting there. The the you know you're eventually going to have three team deals with all this cap room and stuff like that.
2: I mean, I, I think that's eventually going to happen. Let's talk about this Florida thing too, because that's a crazy thing that's going on right now, right? That we've all talked about. Um, that the Florida Florida might be losing this um, this player. Uh, Marcia Shunch, wrong. Uh,
0: no, well, I, I, don't, I don't get this. I, yeah. I, I really don't get this because when I looked at the Florida Panthers and you look at the seven forwards they're going to protect, Marceau, right. so, who scored 30 goals last year, should be one of the guys that they protect. But you have to recognize that Marceau was acquired by the analytics group that headed the Panthers and not by Dale Talon. Now, he scored 30 goals. He was one of the best moves that they made. But I think, you know, I mean, I would protect him over uh, UC Jokinen who's got a year left in his contract, or Derek McKenzie. But if they think that they can get themselves a good value for somebody who scored 30 goals where a 30-goal scorer is not available, then it makes sense. But I can't see them not protecting him. I think that sort of falls short.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. waiting on a kind of hard a Florida source who told me he just would get back. Just text me. He would just get back to me in a second about this whole thing, so we'll know a little bit more about it. But um, and then don't don't remember. Even though this is a, this is a really kind of bizarre soft three p.m. It's a, it's a hard deadline, but it doesn't mean that moves aren't going to continue and things aren't going to continue to happen. I mean, we're looking at a situation that's going to be very very fluid. the The draft in and of itself always brings with it trade <laughs> trades and trade rumors. So and now the expansion draft. That's going to change everything in the next few days. You know, there's no question that Vegas, and I, I talked to people who know McPhee, Vegas is picking players to trade them. You know, they've already, they've already talked to other player, other teams who've said, I want to get this, I want to get this player. I am still of the mindset that Marc Andre Fleury is not staying there. There are people who do believe he is staying there. I think there's more to that. Where would he go, though? I mean, who needs a goal? I think, I, I honestly think he's going to Philadelphia. And just that would from talking to people.
1: Interesting.
2: Hell I'm yeah. telling you that's I, That's people, that, that's that's the exact that's the exact opposite of the swappity do for for Mark Strite, Philly to Tampa. Right. To, they're Mark, Mark Striteing them, but even but I mean more significantly because Mark Strite was like a fringe player at best. This is this right. is your top goalie. I honestly think I don't. Mark Andre Fleury apparently has been telling people for months that he would go to Vegas. This is this is you know this is what's coming out now that that he would, he would accept that move. I don't see that as, I mean, knowing Flurry a little bit, I don't see that as a place he would want to go unless he knows that there's another, that there's more to it. That, 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 and he's got an agent. Remember, he is represented by our friend, um, yeah. <laughs> friend and colleague, Alan Walsh, who, um, you know, our friend, good buddy. friend of the shows. And, um, hey, he hasn't blocked me. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's blocked me. <laughs> I wear that as a badge of honor. Damn. Oh, I, I was blocked proactively by him, so that still makes me happy. Um, before I could even try to
1: follow him, I was blocked. Yeah, that happened to me too with Chris Bada. He he blocked me before I really? anything. Yeah. Bada's is moody. Um. All right, yeah. so let's see. Let's I know. See. I think maybe I pointed that out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I Gee, I wonder why he. Got- well, the funny thing <laughs> is, is like I went and checked to, to retweet one of his stories, and like I don't remember ever being a jerk to him. I, I usually remember when I'm a jerk to somebody.
2: Yeah, I don't think, and he's he's got pretty thick skin. He's not like a yeah. I mean. Who knows, though? He, he could definitely hold a – he's not one to not hold, be able to hold a grudge. So I Maybe could, it was preemptive. I don't know. Could be. Could be, could be, could be. <laughs> okay, here, here, here you go. Bob,
0: Bob McKenzie pointing out, if Minnesota is able to do a deal with Vegas to, to keep them to, – to lay off a defenseman, the Wild have a very deep pool of forward prospects to choose from uh, if they deem defense a priority. That, I mean, now, I don't think that they're going to give up, like, a Joel Erickson act or somebody like that, but again, Vegas is looking for a guy to advertise, a guy to promote, and we've talked about this for a while. Jason Zucker is from Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, yeah but there's better players
0: I know, world, but, but,
1: but, but Dan... The is whole Jason f- Zucker going to sell tickets? No, a better hockey team's. going to sell It's a sell good tickets. story. It's a good story.
2: They, they have, I mean, they, that's not a story they need right away. You know. They no,
1: you're right, because there's right. a grace
2: period. Yes. Um, now, Galchenik for, you know, Landis Gogs, another thing that's been thrown out there. I've heard that one, too. Um, another odd, odd, that
1: makes no sense, too. I mean, let's get a yeah. winger. I mean, do they realize that center is a position? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a really good question. I no. mean, they have a really hard time. I mean, that's why, to me, you know, Anisimov actually makes the most sense. It does, and Hamidic makes sense, too, because they need defensemen,
1: too. They aren't 40 years
2: old. Right, so. I mean, one
1: of those. The, you know, Derek Stepan rumors
0: made sense, although I would be a little leery if I'm a Montreal gen- general manager to trade for a Rangers center.
2: Yeah, Stepan's not Gomez. Oh, man, here's something. Somebody. somebody just texted me this. Um, oh, boy, I, I shudder to say this. Um, Come on. All right, hmm. I'll say it, whatever. It's not as bad as Gar Snows and the UGM of the Islanders, but it's 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 um, it's that Montreal is making a huge pitch for Jacob Trouba.
1: Okay. What well, well, are they, they going to give up? I mean, I don't, I can't see the Jets wanting Galchenyuk. No, the, the Jets want him back. Right. Or
0: right, and, price. And, okay. they, <laughs> and they don't. Right, and they <laughs> well, hey, Western Canada guy. No, um, yeah, the 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 Canadians don't have. They, I mean. They don't have the right stuff to be able to make a Truba deal. They don't. Right. There's there, I, I cannot imagine a deal that Kevin Chevelday off would be offered. Uh, you know, because they don't need forwards. They're loaded up front. No. no. And if you look, you know, Tyler Myers is coming off an injury. Tobias Enstrom is in the last year of his contract, and he thankfully waived his no-move clause so they could protect Tyler Myers. Uh, Truba is looking for, and this is the thing. Truba's looking for a long-term contract. He took the bridge deal because he really had no other choice. But Winnipeg still holds the advantage here. They got him. He's under control for another two years, or three years actually. Next year and the year, and two years after that. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think Montreal has the right stuff. If if there's a Truba deal, no, I don't, I don't think so either right now a team like a team like Boston,
2: might, a team like they, they, might. Have, they have yeah, Carlo. They,
0: they, have have. they have McAvoy. They have Yel- yeah. a lot of defense. I mean, I
2: would, and I would give up either of those for Truba. Um yeah.
1: Would you Would you give up Hamannick for Truba, Dan? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah. I'd also, I'd also try and get Hamannick for Ehlers. Okay. <laughs> well. Oh no! Not not straight up. Right, yeah, right. No, no I, hear I feel like I feel like Ehlers is the underappreciated forward there, and I I, think don't, think he's, he's, I, yeah. I don't think he's underappreciated in Winnipeg. I think they recognize he's there's always trade rumors around him He's like, the odd man out. I don't realize you know, or someone that they can move to improve their defense, and I would gladly help them with
2: that. Yeah. Or let's ask Peter. Montreal's talking to Minnesota about Scandela. okay.
0: That, yeah. that well Scandela probably would be cheaper to get than, uh, than Brobine. Peter, can you hear us?
3: Yeah,
2: I hear you guys. How are you? Cool. Um, okay. So I'm talking. I said Montreal's going hard after Truba. We don't know how that could possibly be happening, but um, I, we know Montreal's going hard for defensemen. So how many can but naturally come up? Part of that is probably a little bit of speculation on people's parts, but some of this is from are from people who, at least for the one I'm getting from, are beyond speculation. They're just saying they're hearing this. But right now, you know, there's so many things flying around. So I'm throwing everything out there, just, you know, literally just see what happens. Who knows? Nothing, nothing is nothing. Don't, do not, you know, wager on any of these. Please.
0: Peter, are, are you under the impression that Chevel Dayoff has come off, come off that, that stated goal that if they trade Truba that they want a defense, a like, mine, a like defenseman, you know, somebody in their 20s, somebody that, you know, the same type of defenseman that they were trading if they traded Truba. Do you think they'd come off of that?
2: Uh oh, he locked up. He just, just really dumbfounded by that question. He just really
1: it was very inquisitive. There he is. Now we see him there twice. That's
3: click something and then boom.
1: And okay, I'll, I'll the, Here, where were we guys?
0: My question was, has Shevel Day off in under you know, do you have the impression that Shovel Day off has come off the uh, you know the demand that if they trade Truba they need a defenseman just like Truba in the deal?
3: No, I think he's going to stand firm on that and I think he's going to basically, uh, he wants the equivalent because he knows where his depth is in the organization on defense and he needs that. He just does. Oh. And unless there's another way to get it and right. he knows there's another way to get it, he he's always going to aim for that.
0: Right. Well, and and what I was saying was, if that's the case, then Montreal has no way of making a deal with them because they don't have a defenseman who's under the age of twenty-five who's as good as Truba is. So yeah. it makes, it, you know, it doesn't. If they had Sergachev, they probably, would, you know, that that's what what would have uh, made a deal possible for Truba. Oh, and Bulio is not in the same league. But I mean that they would. You know, and a Galchenyuk, it makes no sense for the Jets because, you know, that what do the Jets need forwards for? They have tons. No, exactly. And, I mean, the interesting
3: thing is, is that right now with, with Truba waving his no-movement clause, there's speculation right now that perhaps he's going to get traded in the next 25
0: minutes. Oh, you mean Enstrom. Right? You mean Enstrom. Yeah, Enstrom.
3: Sorry, not but Yeah, you're talking about Truba. But Enstrom is that there's a possibility there. Right. And I – well, that's that's the big variable, and I think Lindstrom's well, aged a bit. He's still an effective puck mover. He still has some skill. Um, he's in the last year of a, of his contract, and he would be a great chip at the at the deadline if it didn't pan out for the team he's working on, so, or work, work going to. So, I mean, there's a lot of speculation here right now that he could be flipped for something.
0: Yeah, I mean five seven five is awful pricey, but for for one year and and, and you know if Winnipeg
2: retains something, yeah, that that might make have sense. They tons of to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple. I have another another just dis, dis, uh, disinterested Islanders fan just tweeted me this. Um, is, it is it is hey it? Hey Garth, man. you can get back into my good graces if you get us Chucky. Who's Gal Chucky? Chucky? Gal Chen. Oh. Gotcha. Much appreciated. Sincerely, I just, I just think no one has
1: any. Um, I mean, if you if you follow this team, the, the nothing in Garth's resume leads you to believe that he's going to do what needs to be done. It's like it's, he's, he's never made a trade where he hasn't, you know, been in power. I mean, he took advantage of Chicago and Boston right. because of their cap situations. Right. He overplayed Shirelli because they fell in love with a local kid in Griffin Reinhardt. He's never made a trade out of weakness. You know, or he, or someone knows he needs to make a trade. It's almost like like I've made this analogy many times on the site. That It's a Lord of the Rings reference that all his prospects, all Garth, Garth's prospects are the ring. It's like he's Gollum, right? <laughs> he gets the ring. He's been chasing that ring his entire life, and he doesn't know what to do with it once he gets the ring. Yeah, but don't you think so, ownership is putting any kind of pressure on him? to? If I mean, ownership was putting pressure on him, he wouldn't be employed right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I After mean, what he did, how he cost them making the playoffs last year. Well,
0: let me, let, me, let me rephrase. Don't you think the specter of John Tavares testing free agency will you have if that
1: can't if that can't put pressure on him? I don't know what will. It's like he's a Teflon Don. I don't I don't understand what you know. It's like he's it. It almost seems like everybody is fine and within the organization of him always building for the future. I'm tired of acting ifs. If Barzell is ready, if Bouvillier takes the next step, no, I want guys with resumes. Let's go. It's been eleven years. I don't oh, want to got, talk about you, making the playoffs. I want to talk about competing for a cup. You got a guy with a resume. You got Andrew Ladd. Yeah, and he serves a purpose. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, the way it started versus the way it's ended, i I, you know, it's a, you know, I can, I can live with it. When he didn't look like a professional hockey player anymore, yes, obviously we we're terrified. He's and he looked up.
0: good at the end of the, he looked good at the end of the season when right. he was helping. Yeah, him.
1: right. And that's another thing. If he was that hurt, he shouldn't have been playing. Right. Right. There's I mean, a that difference between being courageous and that. stupid.
2: What was, was that at? official for what it's worth. I, I mean it's yeah, not a big deal. Um, the Smith Trade does throw a couple little micro branches in. One it, it it points towards perhaps you know, Marc Andre Fleury staying in Vegas because I really did believe that Calgary is one of the teams that liked Marc Andre Fleury. Um, but I always, but I also, I know the flyers love him, and I know the flyers have really. um goalie. Yeah, and he's perfect for them because they need a two, two or three year fix, right? right. So but
0: they're, they're. I mean, that's the thing. They're, the it's musical chairs, and you're running, and the music is almost running out.
2: And I mean, well, it's not really. I mean, not with Flurry yet. I mean, that they, they, there's Flurry's not a three pm thing. I mean, he's going to go. No, to no, Vegas.
0: no, no, no. He's. I mean, I, I think, I think he's going. I think he's going to Vegas. <laughs> And then it's Vegas's problem of where he goes to. If they want him for a, if they if they want him for a year to be the the stabilizing goaltender,
2: that's great. It's just Steve Mason could very easily be the Flyers goalie again, or they could go after somebody like Halak, you know, or something like that. You know, they could, they could. There's other players they could go after for sure. There's other goalies out there. I,
0: I mean, Dan, do you get the impression that the, that right now uh, that Garth is going to stand pat with Grice?
1: and yes, and Halak? Yes, I do. I get the impression right there, that nothing is going to happen before now in training camp. Wow. Yeah. I, there's no reason for I'm I'm tired I, every year I fall into the trap of this is going to happen because something has to happen and I, I'm not falling into that trap anymore until I see the, you know until I see the official transaction I believe nothing I'm I'm being told <laughs> I have become like Mulder Agent Mulder I you know don't believe the yeah, <laughs> don't believe the truth.
2: So uh, apparently Chad Johnson who's on Twitter found out about the trade. Yes, that's pretty funny via Twitter.
1: Well, things things are going to move quick. Well, no, That's no, I saw Chad Johnson Ocho Cinco talking about oh, it, saying how happy he was to be traded, no. something like
2: that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, wrong, 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 Johnson, Chad Johnson, got you, got you, got you, brother. I apologize. Um,
0: and I, I'll I will give uh, I'll tip my hat, even though I'm not wearing one, to to Jason Botterill or Bottrell, excuse me, as he wants his name pronounced, uh, for his first trade because I think getting a getting. A 24-year-old defenseman and Nathan Bulju for a third-round pick in 2017 was a pretty, pretty sharp move. Um, I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo needs Buffalo needs a lot more help on defense, but that is a move that you know I think now they at least I think Bulju could be a top four for them. Mm-hmm. And you know now with him, McCabe, Ristolainen. Probably a Brendan Gooley makes the team, you know. Unfortunately for them, you know, you're still stuck with the albatross of the Zach Bogosian contract for another three years. But you know, maybe maybe Phil Housley can can that's that's a reclamation project. That if Phil Housley can can work his magic on that one, then you know, God bless. And they have Josh Georges, so that they, they, you know their defense may not be as bad as
2: people think. Here's a good one. Um, someone suggested to me that you know that they just heard this it's not not definite now, of course nothing is definite that I'm saying I'm not giving any e5s these this, these are all e1s twos and threes so far but um that Anisimov and Jarmelson could be heading to Montreal together in, in like a big blockbuster now there you go that gives them a defenseman and a center for what um, I mean, what does Montreal have to send that, what, that? I mean, what did, yeah. remember Montreal you know Chicago has to clear up space they want to do something Chicago actually yeah, but they're not giving. They're not. They want to get in on Duchesne, Believe it or not, they actually Chicago wants to get in. They want. They want to get in on a player like that. They are looking. Would have to move some. They would have to do something like this. To make that happen. I,
3: like I want it to happen, just because I have no idea what Bergevin is trying to do. Like, yes. yeah. what is his mission? Like, what? Where is he flying the ship to? Like, sailing the ship to? Like, is, is it some island we don't know about that no. exists in... This he's, paradise.
0: He's, he's flying it into the sun is what he's doing right now. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Gar
1: Snell's riding shotgun.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, right, you know, right now Anisimov has another four years left in his contract, four point five five million. Yarmolson is another two years at four point one million. So you're clearing 8.5 8.6 million in salary uh if you moved those two guys what are you what are you doing that for what what you know is it just that you you know you have a lot of young forwards and that you think you can move any some off and you got guys like um oh the who's the guy that they had last year that they added john oh there was a center that they added late in the season it was a draft pick um john hayden they, they, they like John Hayden. Is like John Hayden – yeah. yeah. Do they think John Hayden is, is ready to be the number two center in – but, but no, he's, not. Taves? he's not. He's not. No, he's not. a
1: good prospect, but he's not ready for that.
0: Right. Now, maybe maybe they can do what they did a few years ago with Brad Richards and get a veteran to sign a one-year contract and fill in as the number two while their younger guys uh, gain more experience. But Yarmolson's a different cat here. Yarmolson's part of that – that top three, and if you're moving him the same year that you're moving Trevor Van Riemsday to Vegas, all of a sudden your defense is not as good as it used to be, and that's right. that's the big thing with Chicago. They they need those three defensemen. They need those three or four forwards as their core guys, and if they don't have them, they're not Chicago anymore.
2: What? Right. Um, here we go. This is from Brian Lawton, um, a tweet. Lawton is very is very much is a good person to follow on Twitter. Um, yep. Kind of like I know everybody follows the the standards, you know, like the the McKenzies and Draggers and all that. But Lauden has Lauden uh, has a he's always been out front. He was out front with Shattenkirk um, for sure last year. He was the first person I heard mention the Capitals with Shattenkirk. Um, but anyway, he says if you don't see Minnesota Wild or the Anaheim Ducks trade anything soon, um, you can expect those teams have cut a deal with Vegas to lay off players. And I think that that's fair. I mean, I think that's really true. You know, and, and so that that we know that we have a pretty good idea that Columbus has done that. So that's three. Right, there are the three first round draft picks.
0: Um, Howard Berger, our, our friend Howard Berger is reporting that the Leafs are working on a pre-expansion tra- uh, draft trade, possibly involving James Van Riemsdyk, which is obviously been, we've been reporting that for a, right. about a year, not, not putting
2: down Howard's report, but I mean, uh, but I haven't heard it. I haven't heard the last couple of days. It sounded like they weren't going to do it before, at least now. so no, the fact yeah, it, okay. the fact They could still work it out in the next eight minutes is, uh would be questionable, but we'll see. Well, yeah true but
0: but right and the, the thing the thing is and i keep going back to this the thing is with van Reems like if he is not prepared to sign an extension um that is team friendly i think it's a matter of when in terms of the Leafs trading him, it's either at the deadline or it's now in the next couple weeks so you know there's, the, the Leafs are not under any kind of uh, constraints when it comes to the expansion draft. They're not going to lose anybody of major consequence, so it's a yeah. deal that could happen at the at the uh, at the draft. But it might be the t- the other team that might be in expansion problems, like Anaheim or Minnesota.
2: Yes, and those those are the, I think, but I think those teams have probably cut deals. Um, right. You now the. It's interesting. So we are seven minutes to go here and uh still no Rajula deal. Um I think that's significant. I really do. I and I think that people have been sort of taking it taking it for granted that Rajilov is going back to Montreal. Um and I'm not hundred percent sold, especially given all the stuff that Montreal's done here. Montreal's Montreal that you can say on one hand that they're clearing space, but then and that they're, they're probably doing that uh Sorry, I just got a text about Everly, possibly. So um, keep an eye on Everly. Everly and the Islanders again—that's another text to look out for. It's just a move that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't. There are some people who made a really big—I forget who was made a big case for that the other day. The guy I really well, well, okay. Well, ex- explain, Dan. Why? Why doesn't
1: it make sense? Because you still need a second line center. It's not a deal that can happen without the Islanders moving some contracts. They can't take on that six million without. Finagling some some other moves, you know, you can't unless Edmonton will be taking back a salary as well, uh, and and Everly for Hamnick deal straight up just can't happen. And no, the, the 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 difference in the difference in price is over two million bucks. Also, you have as of right now, I'm just going based on constructed on the roster. You have a lot of perimeter players already on this roster. You have Strom, you have Nelson, you have Quine, you have Prince. It's like, do are we adding another? I don't want. I'm not calling him. So I'm not calling him soft. I'm just saying, Everly is a is is a is a, is a, is a more diminutive, a smaller player who who stays outside the uh, high traffic areas, and that really doesn't. I don't think that fits a need to what this team needs up front. Uh, you know, and they already have Hosang and Barzell who have some similar skill sets as well. So I just don't see it as a good fit. Now look, if it happens, I'm willing to try anything at this point. So sure, I'll. I'll be I'll be Everly's fan. But it's it's it just doesn't seem – with the other options out there, I think there are better options than Jordan Everly. Yeah. Dan, yeah. is
3: the desire for a second-line center on the Islanders pretty huge? Is that the issue yes. that you see? Yes. So what about – is there any reason why the Islanders in Montreal wouldn't be talking?
1: They should be. Like, the Galchenyuk should, should be an Islander, right? on
3: paper, right? Mm-hmm. On paper, Galchenyuk – and one of the Islanders deep, a Hamannick, yeah, it, it, it is a nice wash. It, it, it logically makes sense. I but agree.
1: It, it, it absolutely makes sense.
3: It, but we look at it. But You're that talking that about bird sort of...
1: drawing guard snow. So it's like, you know, Yeah, I, I said earlier before yeah, you it came on, it, it would give the Islanders flexibility. You could try gelchenyuk at center. It would allow Barzell to ease into the league or even go down to the minors and get some experience. And then if it didn't work with Galchenyuk at center, he's comfortable playing wing. You can put him with Tavares and ease in Barzell, and it's a win-win situation. Yeah, but the complicating factor with Galchenyuk is the contract, is the fact that he's
0: RFA. That's true. You know, because I I, like I said, I think that Galchenyuk is going to want, and he's he's in no position to demand massive money because his big year was two years ago. He only had 17 goals last year, and like I said, he got moved to the wing, he got moved to the fourth line. He's not in a strong negotiating position. So the fallback, if he stays with Montreal or if he gets traded someplace, is to take the bridge deal and then roll, roll the dice on himself at 25 going to UFA. Right. But if he does want the long-term deal, he's going to expect – four and a half to five million
1: dollars and that's the going rate because you'll be buying how many unrestricted years you know who's, who's happy yeah. right now when we, with Galchenyuk and this deal whatever he gets and drew Ann's contract you know who's really happy right now Leon tristyle is really happy oh yeah. well wow, that's he's getting because if drew is, Ann can get that contract and we could talk about yeah. this for Galchenyuk, what's he asking for that's a different that's a yeah. different. that's in yeah. the stratosphere Dan because we're, yeah. we're, we're,
0: we're honestly uh, who, uh, Connor McDavid is going to sign an extension on July one or pretty close to it. It'll be interesting to see if he signs the max eight year or if he does the Stamkos Tavares thing and goes five years. Right, which I think he's going to do. But the question is, how much does he make? And the, then the question, second question is, if he makes ten million, how much does Drysidle make? Because you're going
1: to have to pay him just as almost as much. Because look at the year that he had. Right. Yeah. I mean, if Drew Ant's getting so, five, you can get yeah, you could ask for seven.
3: Right. And you'll probably get a look at what Shifley's getting. There's right. your benchmark. He's going to get more than Shifley. And and and, there, and and probably a lot more. Like not just a couple hundred grand, like maybe a million more.
0: Yeah. Like, because Shifley, that's
3: what it's gonna require.
0: Shifley got six one. And even yeah. though he's an, even though he's an older player, Ryan Kessler Got yeah. six eight, Ugh, yeah. and then and then uh, Sean Monahan got six three. So you're talking yeah. Drysaitel, who was playing as their number two center when he wasn't playing on the wing with McDavid. You're talking seven million. Yeah. Now, if you're paying him seven million, you're what are you? You know, are you paying McDavid nine, even on a shorter term deal, even though you're not buying unrestricted years? probably so that's 16 that's why they have to move everly because they have to clear out that six million dollar salary
2: right yeah so we're imagine, down to a minute
3: now. we got a minute to imagine go imagine this Shirelli can't move everly today yeah okay and you leave some exposed and vegas doesn't take them right and it's almost like like it's almost like i'm gonna i'm it's almost like McPhee's has the ability not to take guys Teams are hoping they might take to say, "I'm coming back at you." Another way to get what I want too. Right. You want me to take Everly? Here's what else you're going to throw in. Not that I know what you'd want from the Oilers, but you know, because the, the Oilers are sort of a—they're a team that probably did more than they should have based around the fact that they have McDavid. But they're a hodgepodge of, of the players that don't yeah, make yeah. a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, McDavid and Dryside will make a lot of things make sense just because they're that good.
0: And the thing that the thing that's
2: complicating Edmonton right now is no Montreal deal, no Toronto, no Islanders deal. Totally. Okay, the thing
0: that's complicating things with Edmonton right now is you, you've got dead money with a with that bad Benoit Pouliot contract that I wouldn't be shocked if they bought him out, but they but they, they probably won't. But you have Sakara, who have, who blew out his ACL in the playoffs. That's why they're 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 going to be hot and bothered to get a defenseman for Everly because they need to replace. You know, that's that's great leverage for Chris Russell going into UFA, and that's great leverage for any team that they're trying to make a trade with because they're going to expect to get a defenseman back. So, yeah. All right, guys, i got to run. Okay, Dan, right. thanks. Thank you Dan, so much. Really appreciate you jumping on today. No problem. We'll really stay great. on for a few more minutes, Zach, just to, you know, because there yeah. sometimes could be yeah. leak after.
3: Yeah, there's awesome but, things here, Tom. I just uh, saw a tweet from a smart guy who uh, participates in the uh, Jets uh, – sort of social media sphere. And Rob just said, Minnesota and the Islanders are screwed um, if they don't have a deal done now. Uh, Basically, they're going to have to probably sacrifice their first to get through Wednesday unscathed. Is this the kind of situation with the defense depth that those teams have that the other teams now are going to come in and say to McPhee, Here's yes. what I'll give you. No, this is what we're really waiting for, right? On the other side of this, not just the protected side, but those yeah. are two targets where the vultures are going to come in. So maybe yeah. Montreal is looking to say, "This is where I can scoop something up." Right. And I'm using Montreal as just an example because we know they have a need on D.
0: Well, I mean, right? there, there, there are there are a number of teams. I mean, Toronto is in that boat, yeah. in that boat, Peter. I mean, I think and, that and
3: Toronto with the 17th pick in this draft, I think Toronto would. This is the time to use it. And, and say what are you gonna take from me to get XY I don't go in and-
0: it only de- it only depends it depends on the quality of the defense I mean you, you want to go even further if, unless there's a deal unless there was a deal made uh, that you know the deadline passed two minutes ago unless there was a deal made that we don't know about Ottawa is screwed Florida yeah. is Florida is screwed lose you know they could lose a Pisik or a Petrovic or a, a Jason Demers um, who will be exposed. Ottawa is gonna, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna cut they're not going to trade Cody CC. So that means that they're either exposing Mark Mathot or they were trading FNUF and we if we haven't heard of a FNUF trade. So that means Mark Mathat will be exposed. Now maybe vegas doesn't want mark mathot with his injury history or the fact that he's only got a year left in his contract but it, but there are teams out there like montreal montreal would be interested in mark mathot toronto might be interested in mark mathot yeah. you know if jonas Brodine or dumba are exposed montreal and toronto would be inter- interested in those guys too so yeah it, this the whole thing is
3: thinking that Brodine or dumba could be exposed that's what sort of like how did they let that happen? It's it's yeah. really fascinating. And well, you know, and if you're a team like Edmonton, you should be all over that.
0: Well, I, I think we um, were yeah. saying we were we were saying before before you came on yeah. is that Minnesota doesn't have their first round pick this year. They traded it in the hands on oh, deal. Right. So so now so now that means that it's either their 2018 first, which is yeah. a which is reported to be a better draft, or it means one of their young forwards, which could mean a guy like Jason Zucker, who is from yeah. Las Vegas. You know, now maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they would want like a Joel Erickson act, or uh, you know, there's a number of young forwards that they have. They could go down that road, but honestly, I think, you know, I think Vegas would probably want that uh, that promotional benefit of having a
2: Vegas native on their team. So here's something that's interesting. Um, even though there's not, even though the trades technically have not been made, that doesn't mean that. Deals can't still happen. That agreements and arrangements can't still be made between Vegas. Right. And, so you know, we look at this and we're sitting there and saying these teams are screwed, but they really aren't screwed yet. There's still other. I mean, you know, there's just nothing official has been done. And, and you remember, we were told too that there wouldn't be, you know, a lot of um. We wouldn't be told everything that happened too. So like I guess see people out there speculating that Nashville, you know, um, is still in trouble because they haven't made it. Arrangement, but we don't know if they have a main arrangement actually. But
0: but they can make an arrangement with what this is, Act, is this is you can't make an arrangement with another team other than Vegas. And now it's
3: now you can talk to Vegas, yeah, yeah, it's all Vegas. So Vegas has the time, is going to be agent like, look at all right. McPhee's, I mean, how much staff does McPhee have right now?
0: I know Kelly McCrimmon is his assistant GM, but he's got to have more than that.
3: Yeah, he's got to have – you know, he's probably hiring summer students just to handle the phone call volume.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, but, hey, yeah,
0: a lot. What,
3: what did you, what did you uh, mean by your uh, tweet there when you retweeted uh, Darren Dreger? Just you wait, just you wait. What was – I didn't – I was
2: quoting Hamilton. Um, okay. yeah. No, because Dreger said something about, you know, that um, potentially two big players next week from Montreal now just could still move. Um and I, I, I do think that I do think there's a good chance yeah. on that. I, I, don't think that has to happen yet, um, but yeah, I think that that's going to be uh, fun to watch. Yeah. I, I, I really think that that's going to happen.
0: Well, yeah, I'm a very, a very I really, really think
2: Hamannik's going to end up in Montreal. I do. Just, just from, just from t- I thought it was going to happen before. Now, I think it could be Galchenyuk. You know, um, going the other yeah, way. Yeah, but that,
0: does, that doesn't add up for Montreal. He's only 26. What do you mean? They've been trading every defenseman under the age of 30, so why, why would they trade for one back?
2: Oh,
3: hang Wait. on. Oh. Hang on. Dredger, Dredger just tweeted, new news from Winnipeg Jets beyond Enstrom earlier in the day. He okay. just tweeted it now.
2: Oh, he meant no news, I think.
3: Oh, maybe. No, no news, no news. Oh, no news. It says new news.
0: Yeah, no, he, uh, he, yeah. he updated it a few seconds later. It was oh, a
1: title,
0: okay, which we,
2: we can we can all understand. I've I've done that many. Yeah, hey, yeah, sorry, yeah. whoops. Um, this deadline only pertains to to other to teams and teams, but not teams in Vegas. So right
0: now, now, now George McPhee is on the is is the center is the epicenter of the hockey world for the next four or five days, because everything in terms of trades will go through him. Yeah. Doesn't mean yeah. that other trades aren't going to be worked on. It just means that the only ones and 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 whatever he does complete can't be announced until Thursday,
2: right? So, so we're 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 in lockdown, folks. The only thing we'll hear tomorrow. Oh, we're, only we? locked, we're only in lockdown in terms of actual trades, Mike. <clears throat> we are we are we are wide open for, in terms of rumors. Oh, right. No, we're going to see tons of rumors, and this is what usually happens in these freezes. Um, you know, this is when this is when the rumors come out like crazy. And the great thing about these freezes is you can actually, as opposed to running into a trade deadline here where everyone is panicked to a degree, right? During the freeze, you can experiment with all sorts You can talk to all different kinds of people. And get would you do this? Would you do that? And not worry about something happening while you're going back to the other team. So you've got a really good option now. To teams can talk a lot, but GMs love trade freezes because they can go and they can feel out everyone and not worry about, you know, someone. Undercutting them at you know while they're doing it, which happens all the time going to the trade divide. So <clears throat> there's a lot going on. I still don't quite understand the Flyers trade yesterday. By the way, um, not I don't understand giving up Nick Cousins for that. I just, I just think Nick Cousins, and and, well, and a really good prospect goalie. Uh,
0: well, um, Russ and I and Anthony talked about it on the uh, <clears throat> on our morning our our weekend yeah. podcast and. The, the 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 What we figured out was that Cousins was not going to be protected by the Flyers. And the goaltender that they traded, the Harvard goaltender, he's one of three goalies that they had prospect-wise in the system. You can't develop three goalies at the same time all who are on similar age. You have room in your ECHL team. You have room in the AHL team to give, give them a lot of playing time. You can't have three goalies. At the same time, to, and develop all of them. And he was—I think—he's a junior at Harvard, and he's got another year. And then he becomes a U a UFA if he doesn't sign with the Flyers. So they may have determined we're not going to be able to sign him because
2: we have Carter Hart and Sandstrom. Yeah. So no, I think the I think the goalie I understand to agree, but
1: but I Cousins
2: protect. I guess they—I don't know if they thought Cousins would be picked up, but I mean it's possible. You know now, possible, but I mean they—they they have you know I think that you know I think I'm looking at like. Um, Scott Lawton, that's a good chance to be picked up. I think, um, you know, he's and also you know Matt Reed's names come out. I don't think that's going to happen though. Right. So, uh, so the third. So by five o'clock today, protection lists are due. That's how it works. So correct. Now that everything's done, teams are putting their list, their final list together. Um, the list will be released. They'll be they'll be um, the way this works. I think they are approved by the NHL tomorrow, and then. You know the teams know what's going on, and it'll just be a big secret to all of us. So because we're not allowed to know yet, but we will know eventually, and um, <laughs> that'll be that. It'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to see how good people are at keeping secrets over the next couple days. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they do. I have a feeling we're going to see um, a couple of these protection lists get out there. So yeah, it's only tw- it's only
0: twenty four hours though. It's like. <coughs> You know, I mean, yeah. it's very, but they're going to be released tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow at 5? Oh, no, 10 a.m.
1: 10, oh, a.m. Tomorrow 10 a.m.
0: Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Christmas morning.
3: <laughs>
0: right.
2: Maybe they really released to us tomorrow at 10 a.m.? I,
3: my them? understanding was that the NHL was releasing them at 10 a.m. tomorrow. That the release didn't. Didn't
2: specify who, but it would seem that they're I releasing. Don't we were gonna, I don't think we were gonna even see them. I thought I, the way I, what I was, what I was understanding, I mean, this it, changed so many times, so I could be totally wrong.
1: Yeah,
2: because originally we were going to see them, but then I heard we weren't going to see them at all until like, and that everything was going to be kept secret. Yeah,
0: Can, it's confirmed. Okay, um, Steve Karp, who, who who's, is the uh, reporter covering Vegas. Uh, it says trading with Vegas can begin 7 a.m. Pacific time, so 10 a.m. Eastern time Sunday when the protect t- protected lists are released are released to all. So the protected list yeah. will be released 10 a.m. tomorrow to everybody. Yeah. To everybody. Yeah. To, it says to the teams, I, but I think it's to everybody. I don't. You know, it's funny. When when they were flip-flopping
3: around on how to do this, I can remember um, Darren Dredger doing a hit on TSN 1290 here in Winnipeg, and he said, you know, if they don't want to reveal them, and I understand some of the reasons for this, he goes, we're pretty good at getting this stuff. He goes, right. the collective media, whether it's us or another news agency or sports agency, we're pretty good. And he goes, I'm pretty confident that we will, before the draft, we'll have 80% of them. And he's right, it'll come out. And there's and and Eck, you know better than anyone. There is plenty of reasons to leak certain things out at certain times based on what other people are doing as well. And there's and that doesn't that still applies to this situation as far well, as yeah. I can tell. And there's, and you, and you, and, you,
2: and, and you, it's better for Vegas for these deals for these things to be released because And you, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: And you know who else will leak them? The players themselves will leak them. Yeah. I've not. I, I have not been protected by so and so, or I have been yeah. protected by so and so. It will get out. So, for the sake of organization, the league is just going to put the list out there, and there you go.
2: It's the way it should so, be, it should have always have been that way. That you know, we always- will have those list tomorrow morning for you on hockeybuzz.com. But I, I, I just, I was, con- I'm not convinced that that's the case. But I, I'm still have not heard they will actually be told. If I've heard that they want to try to keep everything quiet until well the, that that's trade zach they, they said they know, want to keep because also by releasing these lists you know you also do piss off players there's a whole bunch of things that happen here you know so it's like uh, that i mean that i mean the, wouldn't the players know well, already i mean yeah.
3: there was an there was an interview in a french paper um Express or something like that, where the it came out on Wednesday, I think, because I, I was with you on Thursday, Mike. I think we did the yeah. buzzcast. Wednesday, and it came out the day before with an interview with Matthew Perot saying he had been told that they were jets are probably going to go four and four, that he would likely not be protected,
1: right? Or but there's now, a chance, he'll be
3: protected. so he's now, already I, leaving, that right, but, yeah, but now,
0: right. But now that and now that Enstrom has waived the no move, now they can protect seven forwards. But, and, the point
3: being is, players are going to
2: say it too. They've been told, right? Right. Yeah, the players will be told, but more than enough. But, but actual release of the list is what I'm curious about. Will it, it actually be like on angel.com, Here are the protected lists. That's what I don't. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm fairly. I'm fairly sure that when when they clarify this, because remember, there, when you were talking about Peter, I know that the guys like Drager and LeBron and McKenzie and, and Elliot Friedman were coming out and saying you know, it's going to get out. And the movement at first was to say, okay, nobody, you know, nobody's going to be interested in the protected list. My butt, of course they're going to be interested. Everybody's going to be interested. So it's going to yeah. get out one way or the other. So I think it was decided that it, they will they will be released. So if it isn't released, I think there will be a hue and cry. But I think they're also the, the news will get out. It will get out somehow. It will get out from the agents. It will get out from the teams. It will get out. So we'll yeah. find out tomorrow. And, uh, right. and, and Bob McKenzie, last thing, Bob McKenzie reporting Ottawa was not able to trade one of its defensemen by 3 p.m., okay. yeah. so I would think that that means that either Mathot is going to get claimed by uh, Ottawa, by claimed by Vegas and flipped, or they're going to take one of Ottawa's young forwards and just
2: ignore Mathot. Right. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. we'll know something more tomorrow, it seems. And um, and we'll also I'm sure the what's going to happen now are a lot of rumors going to be released about what people were trying to do. Yep. And that yep. that'll also lead to some interesting clues, as it usually does. And so we'll, uh,
0: and we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a buzzcast on Monday um, uh, probably at one o'clock with me and Russ uh, yep. and maybe
2: somebody else. I'll see. But yep. uh, I'll be calling into that one at some point. Yep. yep. So I'll definitely call into that one. Um, I'll definitely be able to be on the phone for that for a while. Okay. Um, all right. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. And um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for watching. With Lucky Land Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.